the last word on business. With Fitzgerald Power, providing tailored accounting services to meet your business's needs. Fitzgeraldpower.ie Okay, we're joined by Ian Guide, our columnist with the Business Post. Kevin Backhurst, the Director General of RTE, will be addressing staff tomorrow about his plans for the future of the state-funded broadcaster. But it seems that some details are leaking in advance of that statement. What do we know so far, Ian? Evening, Matt. Well, there's a couple of major points out of this RTE strategic plan for the next couple of years. The first is an intention over the next two years to reduce the number of people employed by RTE by about 400. That would cost up to 40 million because these are all voluntary job reductions. And if that all went through, that would account for about one in five jobs going at RTE. There's also a plan to reduce other operating costs by around 10 million euro next year. Another part of the plan is to potentially close down some peripheral RTE radio services, such as RTE Radio 1 Extra, RTE Radio Pulse, RTE 2XM. They are to be scrapped. They are to increase the amount of independent productions and to increase the number of productions in the rest of the country. So producers in Cork, Galway and Limerick could get a boost starting in 2025. And another part of this plan, which will be outlined by Kevin Backhurst tomorrow afternoon in a town hall to staff, is to vacate a small part of the Montrose campus. We know they sold off some of it about five or six years ago to Kern Homes, but they do say that they can't exit all of Montrose. They would be uneconomic, but they would have to pay money elsewhere to relocate, but they are open to vacating parts of that site. Now, I know that's a lot there I've given you, Matt, but I think the big one is the job losses. Over the last number of years, RTE have had a multitude of voluntary reduction plans. And the reality is, when D Forbes took over in 2016, RTE had around 1,900 staff. Today, it has around 1,800 staff. And that is despite their attempts to get people to take voluntary redundancy packages. How on earth are they going to get 400 staff to take a voluntary redundancy package? And how would they fund it at a cost of 40 million unless they go cap in hand to the government? The other question is, the services that they are planning on cutting, these peripheral radio stations, that's not going to save a whole lot of money. What happens to the future of 2FM? Yes, it had a decent Jane Allure book last week when the numbers came out, but is it really viable? Also, do they really need to keep all of Donnybrook? They keep saying, look, we can't get out, we'd have to get a replacement office. Well, if you're employing fewer people, if technology has changed, then the cost should be much less. So I think there could potentially be holes in this voluntary redundancy plan. There could be holes in some of the other cost-cutting initiatives that have been outlined to the government. Okay, let's move on. Qualcomm, the US chipmaker, what's it planning for Ireland? Well, the company, it's an American technology company that's been in Ireland for around 10 years. It's got hundreds of people employed in Cork, but they're announcing today that they are hiring about 150 engineers that they will employ over the next couple of years. It's an expansion that will cost the company around $130 million. And the reason I think this is significant is that Qualcomm are in a part of the semiconductor industry that's growing very, very quickly. It's for mobile phones, but also they're looking at the future 
future of artificial intelligence. And many people see Qualcomm as a company that is a bit like ARM, which is one of the fastest growing chip designers, and NVIDIA, which is the biggest semiconductor company in the world. Yes, Ireland is home to Intel's massive semiconductor manufacturing site in Leakslip, but lots of people are looking to the future and see a company like Qualcomm being one of the winners of the next generation of technology. And a big success for Ireland has always been identifying companies that are small. Right now, Qualcomm is not that small, but who are potentially over the next 5, 10 to 15 years going to be one of the biggest companies in their area and getting them to really re-put more money and recommit to Ireland. And I think this is a very significant announcement, and in particular, that it is jobs in engineering roles going to Cork. And finally, a survey that more than four out of ten workers would take a pay cut to work remotely. But I wonder, would they? Because there's been a lot of anecdotal evidence recently that people are now not leaving their jobs. They're sticking with what they have, even if their employers are requiring them to return to the office more days than they might want. Yeah, we're going to find out over the next while whether the changes in the unemployment market with an uptick in job losses will impact on hybrid working and working from home. But the clear message out of this survey, it's from the University of Galway and the Western Development Commission, and it's of of about 6,000 people. So it's a very big sample. 44% say they would move jobs, cut pay to work hybrid for part of the week, but also 55% of people say that they would be quite happy to move right now if they could work fully remotely. 92% of people say hybrid working is the key indicator about their employment preferences. So that is a clear sign now that employees have liked working from home either all of the time or part of the time over the last number of years, and they clearly are resisting attempts by employers, and in particular employers in Dublin who want people back in those big fancy office buildings, people out there are going to have a big row with their bosses over the next couple of years. This survey shows around 6 out of 10 workers are currently on some form of hybrid. 4 out of 10 are currently working fully remote. So we now will have, over the next while, that push and pull factor. Will people say, well, sod it, I don't care about the money. I'd rather have the work-life balance and switch jobs, even if it pays a little bit less. Or Will employers win out in an unemployment market that is growing, where there are jobs potentially being lost and say, well, if you want to keep working for us, you're going to have to give up working from home and come into the office a lot more. Thank you very much, Ian Guider of The Business Post. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.